Welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Darby Toth, a technical field services representative with Western United Dairies. This week, we're excited to bring you our monthly top five dairy market updates with Tiffany LaMondola. And next week, stay tuned for some new water content. Let's jump right into the top five dairy market update. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com slash safety. All right, we've reached, uh, we reached go time and I want to respect your guys' time today. I know it's a busy time of year. Thanks for hopping on. As usual, our goal will be to kind of kind of cover the top five things we are monitoring right now in our dairy markets. And we're gonna wrap this up in 15 minutes or less is the goal. Um, so I have the honor of at least providing you some better news here this month. Um, we have seen some nice activity across almost all of our dairy commodities. Um, cheese generally has been trading within the, within the range we have seen most of the year uh, throughout 2021 so far, um, but we're up at the upper end of that range, or we have been at least the last couple of weeks. Um, certainly the past couple of days, we have seen a little bit more cheese make its way to the spot session. Um, so we have seen blocks drift back a little bit closer to the midpoint of this range, um, but still at pretty good levels. Uh, barrels too came down a bit today, but again, still kind of up against that upper end of the upper end of the range. Um, we have seen in particular some really a nice strength in the class four space. Um, Non-fat dry milk has has most definitely led the way so far. We are now at levels we haven't seen in several years, dating back to 2014. So a much needed recovery in the non-fat dry milk space to help elevate or pull that class four price. Um, that's been relatively pretty much in the ditch now for, for over a year. Um, over the last couple of sessions, I would say butter has joined the fun and uh, we hit 194 spot butter yesterday and held there today. Um, so all in all, the class four space is looking a lot healthier um, than it has over the past year or so. So what are the top five things we're watching kind of that are impacting current prices? And as we think about the months ahead, um, I boiled it down to, uh, we're seeing milk production prospects a little less robust, right? 2021 was earlier, was all about lots of milk. Um, we're not quite in that same territory now. Um, we also have milk production down across the globe and global prices moving higher, um, which is supportive. Uh, we're finding out consumers like to eat dairy still, and um, those numbers have been looking promising. We've got some inventory levels that are a little bit mixed. We're going to fill you in on, and then we're going to keep China on our um, watch list. And of course, they remain as elusive as ever, um, but so very important to uh, dairy mar markets uh, prospects. Let's cover milk production first. Uh, last week, we've got an updated look at September output. It confirmed what the market had been telling us, which was that we didn't have as much surplus milk floating around. Indeed, uh, for the US, we are up only 0.2% for the month. That's the smallest growth rate we've seen since back in May of 2020. Um, probably more importantly was the revisions to the cow numbers that we've seen. Um, 
over the past four months, we've seen the herd decline by 85,000 head. So where we had been running at historically high herd levels, um, the drawdown over the past four months has kept has brought us down to a gap of just plus 27,000 head year over year. So a little bit more manageable in terms of cow power out there. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to tell. USDA has the figures on the overall milk production data. They have to estimate milk per cow and cow numbers with that data. Um, but in any case, the slower rates um, are boding well and, and meeting a little less milk making its way to balancing plants and overhanging the market. One thing we're gonna be watching in the months ahead as, um, as, as these conditions change, certainly all eyes are, remain on the corn crop, how we're gonna end up there, if we're gonna have any opportunities to purchase a little um, lower feed prices in that regard. Um, you know, things have been pretty elevated here throughout the summer and early fall. And I think now that milk prices are recovering and certainly the futures curve as we're gonna show you has some really nice prints out there. You know, will that slope of hope, as we like to call it, um, start altering any um, decisions on the farm level? In particular, we've seen cooling rates slow down just a bit, or slaughter rates. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on that. We're not seeing anything too material yet, um, but that'll make a big difference in the months ahead, obviously, in terms of how much milk production contraction we'll see. The other very supportive thing to our markets right now is not only is the US um, growth rates low, we've seen um, output down in other regions as well, uh, notably the EU. Uh, they had been running at pretty aggressive levels. Um, now their week over week stats and in some of the key producing regions have been negative and overall they're just not piling on. Uh, the other big watch factor is in New Zealand. They are kind of right in the peak of their production season. We just got September figures yesterday and they were lower year over year along, along with August. So they seemed poised to have a really strong season, but so far the numbers have been pretty lackluster, at least the first two months of kind of their main season, um, just a little bit too wet conditions there. So we'll see if they're able to rebound. Um, milk prices have been raised to um, those uh, producers there. So conditions seem ripe for good levels, uh, but so far pretty weak. Uh, so that has definitely got the markets a little bit on edge in terms of them being able to um, service some of those main export regions. I think because of the sluggish milk production growth in Europe, we're also hearing of some dry conditions in Mexico. And we're seeing some pretty good demand still out of Southeast Asia. All of that has global, the global commodity space pretty elevated as well. So you can see um, cheese, butter, and nonfat dry milk all moving higher as we look at um, Dutch quotations and, and then our markets along with those. We've, we've definitely been going along for the ride, in particular on nonfat dry milk you can see here. So not as much gap um, of our prices against world prices um, a little bit different situation in butter and cheese. Uh, the next thing we're keeping an eye on is, um, is demand. Um, we seem, as I said, to be really uh, still eating quite a bit of dairy. <laughs> so those COVID-15 or 20 or whatever we've all put on, um, people are continuing at these rates. You know, we we're wondering if we would see a big shift from 
um, you know, food service into retail. Um, but in, in all reality, both numbers have been pretty strong. We've seen some good retail numbers um, hold for both butter and cheese. And we've seen foot traffic, even though we saw a little bit of um, slowdown over the summer months at restaurant foot traffic, that's been back up here lately. And food service and grocery sales, as we continue to monitor, um, are, are both above 2020 levels. And that's at a pace above kind of that food and price inflation rate as well. So it tells us that more product is moving. So overall, um, pretty good figures from a demand perspective. Um, interesting to us though, that even though as demand has stayed strong, we've seen output of milk down a little bit. Um, we've got a bit of a conflicting report when it came to inventories of cheese. Um, for the month of September, we actually increased stocks by 25 million pounds. And historically, we typically draw down stocks from August to September by an average of about 4 million. So that was quite a bit different uh, change and normal pace. Um, and you can see we're now sitting on pretty large inventories. You know, we had some new cheese capacity come online um, this year, which certainly probably was part of the situation. Um, we're just making more cheese than we've had it done in previous years. So even though consumption's up, um, we seem to be adding a little bit more to inventories. So something to keep an eye on as we move forward. Um, the converse, though, was true for butter. In the same report, um, we showed butter inventories being pulled down at more than normal um, rates. We pulled down inventories by 32 million pounds. That's ahead of the historical rate of about 25 million. And it brought our stocks down 4% year over year. So while we still have, in absolute terms, pretty good amount in inventories, um, that was uh, you know, viewed as supportive to the market that we are at least drawing down those inventories at a little bit more aggressive rate. Final thing on our mind is um, what China will do. This remains kind of key. Um, they have been buying aggressively through to 2021. Um, this shows you their S&P skim milk powder and whole milk powder volumes. Uh, year to date through September. So we're surpassing those 2014 levels, if you remember, that were quite aggressive. Um, but we know they've been building safety stocks. And um, we the question really remains is how long can this continue? Will they continue to add to those stockpiles? Or will they eventually start pulling from those inventories and kind of pull back from buying in the day-to-day -day markets? And you know that that's just really the question that remains. Um, if they keep buying at aggressive rates, it's going to be quite supportive to the powder markets. If they were to pull back some, um, I think obviously um, that could lead lead to a bit of a gap um, in our demand scenario for powders. So all eyes remain on China. Um, really, your guess is as good as mine on on that. Setting all of the fundamentals aside, though, um, wanted to, again, draw your attention to um, early 2020 futures levels. We are quite elevated out there, um, above $18 in both class three and class four, certainly something we cannot say about class four, or haven't been able to say about class four in quite some time. Um, these are the floor levels available through the DRP program right now. 
Um, so you're seeing over $17, over $17.50, most dollar um, floors available out there in Q1. Um, the class one floor is setting about $2 above the five-year historic rate, um, our average for Q1. And the class four floor is sitting a good $3 or almost $3 above that average. So um, even though fundamentals are looking really quite better now, um, I would say uh, don't ignore again, the, the opportunities to protect yourself against some, you know, unexpected declines out in 2022. There's really some good things to look at um, across the board. Um, it looks like, let's see, we have, um, we have a couple questions. Yeah, so um, back on, yes, when count numbers uh, go down, prices do go up. And I think that's definitely been um, supportive to our markets here lately. And then the, the question on um, retail sales, does it take into consideration the increased cost of groceries? And um, while those numbers there don't, the rate, the growth rate in the retail sales has outpaced what we see in the growth rate in, in cost of those, of those goods. So uh, we still view that as pretty supportive. Um, and it looks like those were our questions. And so I'm going to wrap things up and let you guys get back to your busy day. Um, please reach out to any of us on our team if you have questions. And we look forward to visiting with you. Thank you for Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with a relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. Thank you again to Tiffany LaMondola at Blimling for our market update. Remember to keep an ear out for next week's episode featuring Aubrey Betancourt with some new water updates. You can rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you have any questions, comments, or content requests, you can email us at wud.pod at gmail.com. Melissa can be reached at mlema at wudairies.com. And I can be reached at darby at wudairies.com. Thanks and have a great week. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors. Gar Bennett, 
California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com.